Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the iTalk Credit Radio Show with your host, Ira Royal, using financial literacy to inspire, motivate, and empower people to set and achieve goals in all aspects of life. Join us every Thursday evening, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Cat Builder Network. To be a guest or for more information, go to italkcredit.com. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Italk Credit Radio Show. This is your host, Ira Royal. Renewing again another week of waging a war against personal financial literacy ignorance. That's a mouthful. But what that means is we are literally going to be on the front line of making sure you have all the information that you need to make wise decisions when it comes to your personal finance. Whether that's credit, whether that's banking, whether that's venturing out and wanting to be an entrepreneur and need that business plan, whether that's trying to get access to funds for a loan or for a startup, we really want to be that nucleus of information that you can listen to this show and grab pieces of information and go achieve your dreams. So I appreciate you supporting me. I appreciate you every week coming on and listening and being active and participating. I am fired up. I'm excited. Um, this week we're just coming off of the Operation Hope Global Forum. And when I tell you it was amazing, just seeing so many people gathered together in one place. We're talking about close to 10,000 people all together talking about personal financial literacy talking about how we can give back to the community, to the schools, how we can organize and and brainstorm around teaching this next generation topics or information about financial literacy so they won't make some of the same mistakes that we did. About giving power back to the people when it comes to credit because they're going to be knowledgeable instead of sitting across from somebody at a desk and being told no, and they have no idea why. Making smarter decisions so their family and their their offspring will be prepared in, in terms of life insurance, in terms of, of having assets, in, in terms of being entrepreneurs and actually owning something. I'm excited. And so this show is going to be really great. We have a couple of people that are going to join today um, that's just going to share with you what they're doing in the community, um, different products and tools that they have at their disposal that can help you. So the first person is going to be uh, Miss Alicia Halsey. She's going to come on. She is the owner and president of HGH, AGH, I'm sorry, Financial Solutions, based out of Atlanta, Georgia. So she's going to talk to us a little bit about her organization, how she got started, you know, what's, what was her goal and her vision for starting this organization and what she's doing in the community. What we're first going to do, though, we're going to talk to a gentleman. His name is Mr. Harold Sims. And we're going to talk to him about why he decided to really take that leap of faith into gaining financial freedom, right? He started on a journey saying, hey, look, I'm tired of being told no. I'm tired of going through life and and having that feeling over my head where I don't want people to talk about my credit. I'm going to do something about it. He made a choice. And that's another thing that this show is all about. It's about challenging each and every one of you listening to to make a choice. What are you going to do? We're putting the ball in your court. Can't blame the president. Can't blame your mommy and daddy can't blame the bankers, it's your choice. You can decide, you can decide to do better, right? And that comes from, I always say, the ABCs of credit, awareness, behavior, and commitment. 
forget about that three-digit score. You know, it's very important. But if you don't take care of the mentality, if you don't take care and and are aware of the behaviors that you do on a daily basis, then you're going to go into this cycle of always making the same mistakes. And not only am I talking to you, I'm talking to myself too. This is a no-judgment zone type show, and we appreciate everybody who comes on and shares their story. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Mr. Sam. We're going to hear about his story. Again, you're listening to iPod Credit, the Cat Builder Radio Show. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the show. This is your host, Ira Royal. You're listening to I Talk Credit. And believe it or not, I can sing like that. Those high notes that Prince was hitting in the shower, that's all me. I can I can hit those too. But again, thanks for coming back on the show and, and listening and, and participating. We're going to go into our segment where it's called Talk About It. We're going to bring on Mr. Harold Simmons, and he's going to talk about the reason why he chose to really take control of his financial, I won't say lifestyle, and start on that path towards financial freedom. Mr. Simmons, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How you doing, Mr. Ira? I'm doing wonderful. First and foremost, I appreciate you joining the show and really just, um, you know, coming on and sharing your story and, and giving us all a, a little insight into your life and what you're doing to change the directory of your, you know, I guess your lifestyle, your financial lifestyle. So I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. And I want to thank Mark uh, E. Parm for introducing me to you um, uh, because this journey, you can't go on it alone. So you have to have other people to help you. So, And I want to thank you for taking the time out to uh, give me some advice and all that good stuff. Uh, I listen to the show uh, when you're on there with uh, Mark. I talk credit. Uh, and I, I remember those three stages of credit you said and I remember them and that's obtain maintain and explain and it's all about behaviors and so what happened was I I own this um, mobile restroom called the Royal Rolling Thrones and I believe in this this business and so I needed some money to try to kind of push it to the next level and what I ran into is that I had barriers uh, on my credit so I was trying to go avoid that by saying oh I'll just make some money and and I'll move around that. But I realized that that wasn't the way to do it. And and to really to reach your destiny, you know, you got to clean up where you messed up and and identify it. And so, you know, I really want to, you know, I have a lot of ideas, and I think there are a lot of people that have a lot of ideas, but they don't realize that credit is a major part of financial freedom. But not only that, but getting you to the next level in all areas of your life. You know what I'm saying? So, what I did was, you know, when I talked with you and you, you inspired me and I listened to Credit Concepts and I talked to Mr. Quincy and I listened to the show and I was just inspired that, hey, these guys are really trying to help empower people to take control of their life. And so, you know, when I'm led to do something, I just go ahead and do it. And I talked with you and shared with you that, you know, I was going to do whatever it takes, you know, to get me uh, where I need to be uh with my credit score, and I remember you said death to the credit score, and I remember all those things that you said, that, that there is always a battle of what we want versus what is value. And and when when you said that, it rung a bell in me, and when I talked with you, I said, look, I said, I, I'll sell everything that I got to get my credit straight. So what I did, I want to take control of my situation. I don't want to blame anybody and say, oh, I did this or they did this. Or, I can't do this because they won't let me. 
you know, I took responsibility and said, hey, I got to do this for me. And and I'm excited about it, man. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited for you. And, and you know, you took the, the first step. The step that you took is the hardest step, I promise you. It's the step to say to make a to – make, to decide, right, to make a decision to change your life and to step out on faith because, again, nobody knows what's on the other side, right? You know, nobody right. knows what's going to happen. But you made a decision to step out and say, hey, I'm going to do something about it. And you would you wouldn't believe how many people, you know, they, they have the talent, they have the passion, they have the resources. Um, some of them have they have a clear understanding of what to do, but that first step, that first step to say, hey, I'm going to change it, I'm going to make a decision, I'm going to do something about it, they don't make that first step. And if you don't make that first yeah. step and at least start talking to people, at least start making moves, whether it's just pulling your report, and going through it with a highlighter, whether it's sitting and talking to a banker, whether it's talking to a financial advisor, just having a conversation with someone, if you don't take that first step, you can never get to the next level. So I applaud, I applaud you for taking that first step. And one of the things that really, you know, for me, it blessed me is, you know, we do this show on a week-by-week basis. We talk to people all the time. And when I say we, I mean me and other people out here that are really – fighting for financial freedom, financial literacy. Um, but you never know if it's truly helping people, right? Because it's not like we're saying anything that's rocket science. We say the same thing that other people say, hey, you know, you need to have a plan. You need to talk to people. Credit is important. You know, you need to bank smart, short-term, long-term investments. Like, we all kind of say the same thing. But when you come back and say, hey, I already know you really touched my life. I'm listening to the show. That energizes me, and it really makes me want to push forward and keep going. So I appreciate you. And I appreciate you. You know, uh, and I and I, I share it with you. And I I have this belief that, you know, if it works for me, you know, it'll work for someone else. And and that's why I wanted also to take that step of faith, because I have people look up to me. They respect me, but I want them to know, hey, this will work for you. You know, it's one thing to you know I tell people, it's one thing to preach a sermon. There's another thing to live one, and you know, and make sure you lead people where they need to go. And so, man, I I'll be honest with you. You know, I thought that. You know, I could just work my way around it, don't have to worry about it. Because, you know, I grew up, you know, my dad, he made good money, and, and credit wasn't an issue back in those days. If you had a little money, you didn't have to worry about credit, you know. But we are live in a different world now, you know. And I tell you all the time, you can read the Bible all you want to, but you need to get around people that can teach you about credit and about numbers and about financial investment, you know, and things of that nature, man. And I just applaud you and, and, and what you're doing. Because, as I said, you know, earlier when we talked earlier the week, is that down in my area where we live at, we don't have people that are out there reaching out there trying to grab us and say, hey, man, get, get control of your credit. Get control of, of your finances. We don't have uh, people working in the schools with kids at the middle school saying, hey, let us teach you about, you know, your credit before, you know, they get out of high school and then they go to rental center or they go somewhere and then they kind of mess their credit up and, and then they got to start all over, and they're like, you know, they're behind the eight ball. And I remember the story you told about uh, on one of the shows where there are people that were coming in the bank and getting American Express cards, and they put their children on there as a as a um, cold borrower, but they never give them the card. But when that student get out of college or whatever, they, they got an 850, you know, 800 credit score because their parents, you know, put them in that, in, in that arena. So I just want to share that with you, that I thank you for that, and thank you for expanding, you know, the minds of those people 
um, that want to change their lives, man. And I, I appreciate you, man. I, I really, I'm excited, man. And I, look, I've told my children, i told my friends, man, I'm excited. Uh, and I, I've been showing them my portal, showing them how I can watch what's going on through credit concepts, man. And I'm just really excited about the change it's going to make. And you said one key thing, that first step is always the hardest part. But I, I promised you, and I kept my word that, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell whatever I got. There's there's no value to me to get, you know, because a lot of times we buy things that don't have value. And I said I'm gonna make this sacrifice, and I shared it with you. I'm gonna make this sacrifice because, you know, I want to get control get control of my credit because I realize that your credit score is really like your lifeline to success and to failure because, you know, you can buy you can borrow money from these these little loan sharks or whatever, you know, but you know, you know, you pay more, and you kind of like you don't see it, but it's I call it it's invisible interest that you're giving away when you could yeah. be saving it, and it's visual. You know what I'm saying? It's visible. So I, I just I'm just inspired by what you're doing, man. Credit concept, man. I talked to Quincy, the president, the other day, and that you know, and that means a lot to me when you can talk to the president of an organization, man. You know that 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 really inspired me. Um, that that these guys, hey, they're common people. They just want to make it happen, make it work for you, and do it all they can, you know. And so I'm just excited, man. Well, I you know, here's one of the things that I say. Even with credit, so you're going through this process right now, and, and you took the first step, and you're going through the process where you can see, you know, you see what's on your report, you're responding to it, you're making a plan. But the most important thing you can take away from this in my opinion, isn't just, hey, I'm, you know, I'm fixing my credit, but it's starting to go and finish it and seeing it through. And once you do it one time and once you start making that a habit, then you can enter into anything in life and start it with that same mentality. I'm going to start it and I'm going to finish it. I don't care whether that's credit. I don't care whether that's starting a business. I don't care whether that's a relationship. It will trickle into every aspect of your life. And that's one of the things that I'm really passionate about is, using this thing called financial literacy of money and, and building a mentality, building behaviors, so that can really transfer in other areas of your life because you can look at health, right? How are, we, how are we doing in our spirituality, our mind? You know, what are we doing in our jobs? What are we doing with our relationships? And really use that same practices to say, hey, I'm going to go after it with everything that I have. I'm going to be all in, and I want to see some results. You know, and I'm not going to stop until I get there. And we know, we both know it's not going to be an overnight thing. This, when you're working on your credit, it's not an overnight journey. You're not going to wake up the next day and you're at that 850, you know, um, point. That's not how credit works. If anybody tells you that that's, you know, that's what you're going to see, they're lying to you. Um, but mm-hmm. it's a process. And throughout that part process, you're learning. And one of the things that I shared on that show was obtain, maintain, and explain once you obtain it, right, at that score that you want, you maintain it by different daily practices that you're going to put in place, and you explain it. And when I mean explain, you go talk to your friends and family. You go talk to students. You go talk to people in your community and say, hey, look, I did it. You can too. Let me show you how. Right. And that's what it's about. Each one teach right. one, right? We are brothers and sisters keepers. And that's what, in my opinion, death to the score is all about because we want to take our mind away from just three, a three-digit number, right? That three-digit number is something that nobody can really sit and explain to you that algorithm of how that's created. 
But what we can talk about is the mentality and the behaviors that go into making that type of score happen. And that's the most important part, in my opinion, you know. So, man, Mr. Simmons, I appreciate you. You just deposited a whole bunch of energy and blessings into my life. And, and I want you to just, you know, stay strong, keep doing what you're doing, um, keep the faith, keep maintaining, keep explaining. And, you know, if there's ever yeah. anything that self can do for you, just let me know, man. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. And I like it, and I agree with you say the spirituality part, you know, it's a lot of believers that, you know, that they, you know, they they hide the fact that they don't have good credit and they, they put their trust, you know, in so many other things. But you really have to take control of that, man. And I, I, I just thank you for being a man of faith, too, and uh, what you're doing, man. And keep up the great work, man. God bless you. Man, hang in there. And uh, we'll be talking soon, man. We will. I'm going to stay in contact with you. And, you know, once this process, it's not going to say done because it's, it's never a process that's done. But once we get further along the journey, the journey, I'm going to bring you back on there so you can share some more about your story and what you learned and, and have you teach people on the line. You know, I'm not, a, I tell people all the time, I'm not a guru. I'm not this person who knows everything about credit. I know a little bit because I've been in different situations. I've gone through, you know, situations with terrible credit and working on it and, um, you know, been employed in places where I could talk to people about their credit and hear their story. And for me, I just want to use all of the mistakes that I made in my past and things that I've talked to people about and educate people so they won't make those same mistakes. So I'm going to have you back yeah. on and, and share some more, okay? Okay. One, thing, one more thing you said that I remember. Good credit expands your mentality, and that is true. Right. When you when you got good credit, man, it makes you think outside the box. I mean, you, you think outside the box. You realize what you can do, and there's no barriers, man. And I, I remember a lot what you say, man, so – Keep doing what you're doing, and, and keep doing what you're doing, and thank you so much, man. No, thank you. I appreciate you, and um, you have a wonderful day, and I'll have you back on. All right, we'll see you. All right, take care, brother. All right, later. Take care, man. See, and, and that things like that is what really, in my opinion, help me out. Right? They help me. They motivate me, and they push me just to be to learn more, to do more, to be in the community more, to teach. Um, just to hear stories like that. So, you know, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have Miss Alicia Hosey. She's going to join the show and talk to us about A-E-H, Financial Solutions, and what they're doing in the community. Another wonderful company helping on the front line. So, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're going to the iPod credit. That's the other show. I try to tell myself, but you can see it in my eyes.
Welcome back to the iTalk Credit Radio Show. This is your host, Ira Royal. And we're going to bring to the stage right now, onto the show right now, Miss Alicia Halsey. Miss Halsey, how you doing? I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. I'm energized. I'm pumped up. Mr. Singer's got me all <laughs> I'm pumped up, too. You guys got me really pumped just listening to what you guys are saying. I'm so excited there that there are other people who have the same uh, understanding that I do. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, we're out here and we're trying to work. We're trying to change the directory of people's lives. And we're trying to make sure people know that they can do it. You know, they it's a choice. 
and there are people behind them helping motivate them. And I know that you're one of those people. I know that you are on the front lines out here educating people, helping people along the way, whether it's finances, whether it's manure, making a plan. So that's why I wanted to have you on my show. Um, anytime I see anybody out here in the community doing their thing, helping people and making our communities better, I want people to know about them. Like I want people to follow them and what they're doing and support them. So first and foremost, thank you for doing what you're doing. Well, I appreciate uh, the invite. Um, I was very excited when uh, you asked uh, for me to come on the show. Uh, this would be a great opportunity for us to, you know, exchange ideas. But the main focus is just letting people know that there is hope. You're not doomed if you have bad credit. You just have to take the necessary steps to move forward and get back on track. That's right. That's right. That's what I love to hear. So tell me a little bit about AGH Financial Solutions. What was your, like, just take me back. When did you decide, you know what, I want to start an organization to essentially serve, right? I mean, you do it in different capacities, but you're serving the community. When did you decide to take that step and why? Oh, my gosh. It's been so many years ago. Um, I actually started around 2005 uh, doing the credit restoration, and it just kind of became a spinoff because some of the young ladies uh, at the job that I was working at the time, you know, we were all in our 30s and we were all ready to buy houses and buy cars and all those things, not realizing that, hey, I got to get my credit together. We have money, but we still have to get that credit together. You really can't do anything without decent credit. You know, a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people try to run from it. But Ultimately, it's not going away. It's something that you have to address so that you can at least know what's going on with your credit. But um, there were a lot of young ladies that were ready to buy homes and cars and things like that, and me too. We were all, like I said, in our early 30s and, you know, first home, first major car and that kind of thing. So some of the ladies were telling me, hey, we've, we've hired this company to do our credit, and, you know, they seem to be doing a good job. So... I said, well, hmm, well, what are they doing that you can't do for yourself? I, you know, what are they doing? And they said, well, okay, here's the website. So they all uh, paid the money to get their credit repaired, but I was the one who bought the book to get the credit repaired. Those were the two choices at the time. So I ultimately cleaned up my own credit which I realized that you don't even have a lot of credit. You just have a little bit of bad collections that you need to get off here. So it sparked my curiosity, and I began a quest to figure out how this, how credit works. How, how does this affect my life? What do I need to know about this? So when I found out that credit pretty much rules everything we do in life, sometimes you can't even get a job without, you know, a credit check. So, that sparked my curiosity, and I began to uh, clean up my own credit. I had great results within the first 30 days versus some of the ladies that had already paid to get theirs done. And as a result, I started answering questions for people at my job. And after a while, I got to be, oh, that's the lady that knows how to do credit. So then people would come and tell me their situation, and I would give them advice. And it just kind of morphed into, oh, my gosh, I can get paid to do this job and educate people and really make a difference in somebody's life. So 
Uh, after uh, AT&T started doing some large layoffs, which is where I was at the time, and started doing layoffs, and I went on ahead and took the package, but this was still something that followed me, the credit restoration. It just didn't seem to go away. So anyway, I just expanded, and uh, 11 years later, here we are. That's my story. Wow. Wow, that's an awesome story. I mean, and, and again, it really just started off with one word, service, right? You saw me mm-hmm. and, you know, you took the step, you made a decision, you challenged yourself to learn about it, to figure out, hey, what's going on and how can I change, you know, this aspect of my life, and then you helped other people. And, you know, if we all did that, this world would be such a better place. And that's why I really believe, I truly believe in my heart that financial literacy, whether it's credit or, or because financial literacy is a broad word, anything dealing with personal finances can translate into a lot of different areas of your life, especially if you're using it for the betterment of your community. So I definitely understand what you mean. And, and one thing that you can probably agree with is that's a topic. Credit is a topic that once you start talking about it, everybody kind of comes out to what work because everybody has questions, right? Everybody wants to know, well, why is this or how can I do that and you know, is this really hurting me? So how did you deal with that when so many people started coming to you with questions and you had to just continually seek knowledge? I, I just thought, wow, this is really something that affects people's lives every day. So that's when I began to educate myself to figure out what can I do to make this work for me versus work against me. You know, and so uh, when people come to me with their individual situations, I just want people to know that there is no situation that just because you filed bankrupt or you had a foreclosure or you had a repo or you have a tax lien, all the terrible things that can happen to people, all of those things could be corrected. But you just have to put in the time. You have to put in the time. That's right. Time and patience. That's right. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, that's so that's so huge. And and because a lot of people, when they're going through each one of those things that you talked about, foreclosure, bankruptcy, you know, having tax liens, garnishments, they really freak out and they think that, oh, my God, my life is over. You know, um, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're in a situation where, for the most part, you know, it's not like you have bankers, and I'm not knocking bankers because I used to be one, but they're not sitting across the desk really telling you what to do and how to do it. They're trying to sell you products, right? They're trying to open that mm-hmm. new checking account get that, or push, push you into applying for a loan that they know you can't get. Um, so having someone like you saying, listen, come on, let me teach you, let me help you out, um, I think that's important. And what's also really important is, for the both of us, when we're having these conversations with people, empower them to talk to other people and to develop those behaviors that will continually lead to positive results. Because I'm sure what you've seen, and I've definitely seen this, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink, right? And what I mean by that is they are right with you mm-hmm. and you improve your credit. And then guess what? If you haven't developed that sense of, hey, look, I don't want to go back to where I came from. I don't want to make the same mistakes. I want to start off on a new path. You're going to go back and make the same type of, you know, mistakes to get you that got you in the mess before. You're going to go out and buy all those things that you can't afford or look at credit as just some type of plastic that opens your door to all your shopping. You're not going to learn about leveraging that and looking for long-term gains. So 
you know, that's that's another big important point of uh, of assisting people in any capacity is teaching them how to maintain it. Mhm, mhm. You're absolutely right. Uh, I love getting those phone calls. Hey, I I thank you so much. I just got approved for my home. Hey, thank you so much. You know, twelve o'clock at night, I've gotten text messages. Hey, I'm sorry. I know it's late. I just opened my credit report and they removed that text link. You know, I love getting those calls. And so I become like a, a, a liaison uh, for the client and whatever project they're working on. So after I get the credit, you know, up to par, you know, they always call back. Well, I need some advice on this, some advice on that. And I have a lot of life experiences with all the major things we need to do in life. So, you know, I can usually steer people in the right direction after we get their credit repaired. That's right. It's a bridge that, that touches so many other things. And one of the things that I know you do is management consulting in terms of helping people start businesses, right? Absolutely. Let's talk I about that start with, yeah. Okay, so any aspect of startup. So if you have an idea and you say, oh, Alicia, I have this idea. What will it take to get this done? So I do some of the legwork with you. I won't do all the work. I do the legwork with you. And so we can figure out what you need to become a legal business in whatever state you're in. So we get you incorporated. It's a text ID number. Talk to you about setting up company bank accounts. You know, just the basic things to get your company up as a real legitimate, you know, legal business in whatever state you're in. And we yeah, also assist important. with the funding funding piece. That's important because you have a lot of people out here with businesses, and what they don't understand is if it's not on paper, if it's not documented with the state, it's just a hobby. Mm-hmm. And that's just real. It's just mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a hobby that you do often. You got to you have to have the paperwork. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So how do you that's so right. talk to me about when you're talking to people, um, and you know you have a lot of people that come with that mentality of that. You know, I know this is my passion. This is what I like to do. But oftentimes when I was in that role and I was helping people like you're doing, you know, I would kind of draw a line and say, okay, is this something that's a legitimate business or is this just something you like to do? Because, you know, you and I both know it's a difference. You know, when you're starting your own business, you know, you got to have that hustler mentality. You got to go in there like, you know what, I'm going to start this. I'm going to see it through. Um, But a lot of times you have people that come to you and they say, well, I know I can make money off this. So I'm going to turn it into a business. And then the first time they hit a roadblock, they don't want to do it anymore. So what do you do when you have people like that where you're trying to help them decide, hey, is this the actual business that you want to do? Can you monetize it? Or is this just something that you think is a, you know, get-rich-quick get scheme? No, there's no get-rich-quick scheme, never. So if I have a client like that, I try to talk to them, and I will actually look up the information based on, uh, what service they want to provide and tell them, okay, this is your competition. This is how much money they're making. Um, do you think you could survive off that? And just remember, you are just starting out. They've already been established. So just know you have to have a little cushion. And see, if you have good credit, that's the other thing. You can just live off of your credit. A lot of people don't understand that. I haven't had, well, I had a corporate job in 11 years. 
Guess why? Because I maintain my credit. I maintain my credit. I could just live off my credit for the rest of my life. Everybody could. But yes. you have to you have to understand how things work to do that. And you know what? That's what So we're going to take in another direction real quick. That's what some people do, and I'll say some people because that's what some people were taught to do, right? And so we can mm-hmm. really make a case for and I you know I'm not throwing out the race card, not at all. However, I will, mm-hmm. I do believe that, you know, as a race, I'm talking about African, minorities in general, African Americans, that we were not necessarily um, exposed to this idea of leveraging credit. You know, um, we weren't really taught that. That's why we only looked at it as something that we could use to buy products. Right. We didn't look at it as something we can do to leverage it to make sure that we can, you know, have access to some of the resources to better our lives. And I'm not talking about shoes. I'm not even talking about cars. I mean, leveraging it for business purposes, for expansion purposes, leveraging it to buy real estate, to turn around and have residual income, those type of things, not just using it as something to swipe and pay in 30 days. Um, and I really think that if we start fundamentally just educating in the classroom, I'm talking about elementary school, middle school, then we can kind of change those conversations and say, hey, guys, look, this ain't just a piece of card you can swipe in and pay later. This is something that really can change your life, not just your life, but mm-hmm. your kids do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we, spend, we, you know, as African-American people, we spend a lot of time uh, with an excuse, but here's the bottom line: maintain your credit, and you can be self-made. You can be self-made and like live it. your life accordingly. To be on your own schedule, you'll have to ask, "Oh, can I get that off next week? Can I, you know, can I have that week up?" No, you will have your own life if you just maintain your credit. The trick is just. Maintaining and paying your bills on time. And that's the only advice. That's the real advice as far as credit. Maintain your bills. Pay them on time every month. That's right. That's right. I I definitely agree. Um, One thing I want to touch on, on your website, you help people get their business licenses and their permits. Talk to me a little bit about why that's important as a business to make sure you have the correct business license and how does that separate you from people who don't? Well, definitely you need to have all of the things in place, you know, just in case someone wants to check you out. You say, okay, this person is, is serious about their business. They've taken the time to cross all their T's and dot all their I's. They have everything in order. So it's just important to keep all of your information about your company up to date. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. Um, there's nothing worse than trying to reach out to a business and you can't get to them because their information is not updated or you don't even know where to look. Um, that whole marketing um, aspect is so important, so, so important. And I believe, you know, just like a car, in my opinion, with a business, you need to start inside rather than start outside. Like before you... You know, go get the business cards and the, the, the crazy website. Start by your paperwork. Start by making sure you have a business account, that you're registered with the state, mm-hmm. um, that you have a business mm-hmm. plan. Those things that really lay the 
foundation of a business. Everything else really is marketing, which is super important, but you got to make sure you take care of the inner workings of the business first, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. How do you help people with business plans? Because that's another, I think, one of the top three things in businesses to do is have a business plan, no matter what you're doing. How do you help people with that? Well, you know what? I, I help the client. I don't just put it all in my lap. I tell the client, listen, you have to do the legwork to figure out what you're doing to see if this is a service that people actually need. You know, you have to do the legwork to figure that out if this business is going to be successful based on um, the information that's, you know, the general information that's just out there. So I, I do a little bit of homework. And then I had the client do some homework because you just don't put it all in my lap and expect me to do all the work. The client has to do the work, too, to be sure that this is something they want to get into. That's right. It, they, one thing, you have, to have, you have to be bought into the journey that you're about to take. And that's one of the things in Mr. Simmons that just came on. Like, don't you wish every client was like that, that they were energized and they were enthusiastic and they took on their own responsibility of what they're going to do instead of just, you know, handing you a piece of paper and saying, hey, and then, you know, they had no type of input or, or vision or anything. Like, he's really a the true ideal client that we would want to see and want to help. Um, but you have so many people out there that just feel like, oh, you know, hey, here, here do this for me or I want to start a business, you know, do this, and they really don't, they don't understand that if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't take the first step to um, being, you need to be the fan, the first cheerleader of your own business, and, and you know, really own the journey, right? Own the struggle, own what it's going to take to get your business to thrive. You know, Steve Harvey said it best, and it really touched me when he came out with this thing called junk. Um, you know, we're in a society today where we want everything right now. We want to be rich right now. You know, we want that, that the best relationship right now. And we don't want to put the work in. And what Steve was basically saying is, you know, you have to jump, right? You have to make that decision that if you want better, what are you going to do about it? And when you jump, one of the things that really touched me is he was so brutally honest and saying, hey, you know, when you first jump, when you first start that business, when you first start that credit journey, when you first start that relationship, it's going to be rocky, right? There's going to be some unknowns. Uh-huh. You're, going to hit the, you're going to hit that mountain. Um, your wings are not going to, you know, you're not going to soar right away. But eventually, if you keep at it, if you're patient, if you, you know, keep the faith, eventually you'll start to soar. You know, uh-huh. and I truly believe that. And another thing he said is, at the end of the day, you'll never know if you can soar unless you jump. And that's so true. That is so true. I'm so, so no. I appreciate you coming on the show today, and I want you to come back because I definitely want, anytime you're doing anything in the community, I want you to share with the audience. So can you tell them how to get in contact with you? I know they have questions and, you know, they want your services. So, Tell them how to get in contact with you and what, you know, you can do. Sure. If you want to contact me, my contact number is 404-992-7644. And I'm also uh, at 
www.agfinancialsolutions.georgia. So you can contact me that way. We can discuss your personal situation and see how we can take the necessary steps to make you, um, to put you in a more positive situation. Um, And I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I've been around for 11 years. And there's no situation that I've seen that I couldn't fix. So there is hope. There's not people just out there taking your money. There are people that do care like me and you, Ira. We do care. So just give me a call, 404-992-7644. My name is Alicia Hosey, and I'm with AGH Financial Solutions, Inc. in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Ms. Hosey. I appreciate it. And I hope you want to come back on the show because I'm going to definitely ask you. Oh, absolutely. I look forward to the next time. And thank you so much for inviting me this time. No problem at all. Thanks again. Uh-huh. All right. That was Ms. Alicia Hosey from AGH Financial Solutions. You know, she's doing a lot of good things. Um, and we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have my main man, Jamal Boulder, on from it's a blueprint.com. We're going to talk about what he's doing in the community. We're going to have a discussion on the Operation Hope Global Forum. I know he's just as pumped as I am about it. And we're going to continue the conversation. You know, stay locked in. Stay tuned. We're not done yet. Listen to I Talk Credit. Tap to the radio station. Be right back.
Welcome back to the I Talk Credit Radio Show. This is your host, Ira Royal. We're going to bring on Mr. Jamal Boulder to the show. Jamal, what's going on, man? Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, depending on where you are in the world, man. What's going on? Man, I am hype. I am hype. I'm energized. Man, yo, please tell me you did not have an amazing time at that Operation Hope Global Forum. Man, I'm still I'm still on cloud nine right now. Like, it's gonna take some time to get me down, bro. Like, me really. Too, man. Never before, you know, have I seen a collection of so many people uh, in such a position to impact the global economy, not just the local neighborhood or anything like that. I'm talking about the global economy. And uh, just to have the opportunity to be there and experience some of the things that were going on, some of the changes that are happening, you know, you can't beat it. You're right. You're right. I want to have a discussion with you, and we're going to kind of talk about some of the things we heard at the forum, right? And some of the statistics out there, and just our opinions on them, and what we can do, you and I, and Alicia, and Mr. Simmons, and anybody else that's listening, what we can do to be a part of this solution. And then we're going to go into what you're doing in your own business in the community. But let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. All I right. want to say, Here's can I say this, though, so, Ira, you know. Go for it. Go for it. I'm sorry, man. I just wanted to say thank you, Ira, for what you do. I want to encourage you to continue to do this. This is important. It's important that you encourage people and that you encourage people like myself, people like Alicia, that we're on the front lines. Like, we're in the, in the trenches dealing with this. You know, we, we were at the forum. We were dealing with the heads, the people that are way at the top. But we're on the front line, so keep doing what you're doing, man. Have the patience. I, I encourage Alicia. Um, I look forward to linking with anybody that's about this movement and really actually empower people to take control of their financial situation. Hey, man, I appreciate it. You're right. We're in the trenches, man. We're getting dirty, but you know what? It's not for us, and I know you understand that. It's for the generation that's coming after us, man. It's for those kids that they have a dream. And that we want them to be better than what we are and what we were. Um, you know, we want them to have a chance and be able to run this race at the same pace as everybody else because they have the knowledge to do so and the resources as well. So that's right. It's, it's a battle. It is definitely a battle. Um, so one thing I want to talk about is, you know, Aja, or I'm sorry, RJ Bunga, who's the CEO of MasterCard. He threw a statistic out there that really blew my mind. He said there are 2 billion people in the United States right now with no identity, right? And when he said that, in my mind, I'm thinking, no identity. Like, they don't have a, like, they don't have no fingerprints or, you know, they don't have, how can you, a person not have an identity? And he really based it around, you know, he didn't, they didn't have checking accounts or they didn't have the means to get something as simple as we would think as a checking account because they didn't have any type of ID, nothing that kind of puts them into that system to say, hey, this person is X or Y. They have no identity. How, you know, how did that make you feel, man? Like, to me, that blew me away. I never thought about it like that. Like, there's so many people walking around that have no identity. Um, a lot of times we take it for granted, man. But, um, you know, our country, a lot of the cities that we live in, even the world economy, man, is, is basically a tale of two cities. 
on the one hand, you have, you know, the bankable, the, the ones that are participating in the, uh, the credit industry and things like that and reaping the benefits. You know, it's almost a tale of three cities. You have those, then you have the ones that aren't quite, you know, the, the subprime market, which ends up eating up the brunt of most of, you know, the decisions that they, they represent the class that absorbs all the interest fees. And then you have those that are completely unbankable, the invisibles, uh, if you recall, that we learned in the forum. Uh, so it's the thing about how do you communicate to them? How do you get that out to them? And, man, it's a daunting task. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy at all. It's not. And for those of you who are listening, the theme of Operation Hope Global Forum this year was engaging um, – what was really talking about how do we identify and what do we do about the credit invisibles, right? That people out there who not only can they not apply for loans, and this is how I took it, because um, they might not have some type of score that you need to do that, but they don't even really understand the importance of having that checking account or having that score. And I'm not saying that they don't understand because they're just – ignorant to the fact that you need it or they don't want to understand it. There are literally people out here who they do not understand that that is something that can really change your life. That is something that you need to really be an active part of this society. And you are very, you're very much disenfranchised if you don't have those certain things. Um, some people out here, they don't want it. You know, they just want to deal in cash. But there are people out here who literally they don't know about it. And we take that for granted that everybody just has those, that basic knowledge. But that's not true. You're right. I mean, there are a lot of people that don't know, and that's one of the things that I think, first of all, it seems like it's a push that's been going on for a long time if you're like myself and yourself in the industry. Uh, but there really has to be some sort of some grassroots. This is my opinion. Let me, let me say that first. Uh, there has to be some sort of government push or some grassroots program that really, really pushes on the literacy. I mean, here's the thing, Ira. We've been talking about the concept of it and the idea of it, but, man, this is the year of execution. This is implement. This, this implementation time. Like, it's time to do it. Um, that's right. And that's it. And it, take, and it takes the people like myself and, and uh, Alicia, you know, the yourself that are on the front lines, but as well as those that are at the tippy top because, you said, like you said, the people that are disenfranchised, they need to know that there are, there are alternatives. Like she was saying, it's not the end of the road. Um, you know, it, it, your credit score is not a static thing. It's not a, a thing that stays like that. You can change it. It's malleable, you know. It's, 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 it's liquid. It, it, it can take shape and form depending on your decisions. I've heard a saying before that you come into the world looking like your parents, but you leave the world looking like your decisions. Your, your, your credit score wow. is the same way. <laughs> and you can change your situation simply by changing your decisions. But how do you change your decisions? Well, you got to start, you got to start talking different. You got to, you got to start thinking different. You got to start listening and hearing different things. Some people got to want it and some people don't want it, but they don't. And some, some of it is just, they, they don't understand that it's possible for them. It can happen. Yeah. Some That's people right. were never even exposed to it. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that, we and we touched on they touched on it last year, Brianna. Um, what now? 
No, I was just saying one of my favorite songs came out last year by Rihanna, man. It was uh, work, 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 work. work <laughs> There's no right. avoiding it, man. You got to work, bro. You was saying it, like patience. You got to have patience. And you got to work. Like, there's no magic formula. There's no magic bullet. And I'm going to keep – every time you bring me on, I'm, I'm going to just keep saying this, man. We have to do the work. Um, it's not just us educating people. It's not just, you know, the, the top creating uh, programs or funding. But it's the actual individuals taking ownership and actually saying, look, I'm going to do the work. You know? I'm the, the individual, well, Mr. Simmons, that was on in the beginning of the show, one of the things that really touched my heart is we talked we talk multiple times, and he said, Ira, I don't, make, I don't care what I have to sell. I don't care what type of job that I have to do. I'm going to come up with the money so I can start this program to really get my life, my financial life in order. And that's the type of tenacity, that's the type of drive and the hunger it's going to take for people to really take that first step. It can't just be about, hey, what are you going to do for me? No, I'm engaged. I have skin in the game. I know I made these decisions, but I want better. And, you know, when he told me that, like, I knew look, this, he, I knew he was going to accomplish his goal. You know, before he even took that step, oh, yeah. his drive and his engagement. I mean, here's the thing, man, and it's an everyday process. You know, every day you wake up, you got to refill that tank. It's not like, you know what, I worked today and I engaged it and, you know, I'm in boom. No, when you wake up tomorrow, it starts all over again, and that's okay because that's that's what it is. Um, I got revelation just yesterday. I had talked to people that have been in the corporate sector. I mean, these are individuals with master's degrees, doctorates that – because of their credit situation, they felt like they could not even go apply for positions with, with certain companies. They, that's crazy, you know. Just to, you know, and I had to. We gotta we gotta get past that. We gotta get past that because it's like if you're not stuck in you're not bogged down in any sort of situation. But it, it's a mindset. It's a paradigm shift that has to take place. And I want to say, man, I'm, I'm feeling like something's happening. You know, I, I haven't met Alicia, but I think if I talk to her, I, I love to talk to her. Um, she says she's been doing this for 11 years. I, I'm almost wanting to say, in my opinion, that in the last 11 years, there has been some significant change and growth in what people want to know about the credit. And part of that is them, you know, making it easier to get your report, look at those things. But also, it's the just grassroots people really, you know, taking hold of this. Like, okay, we gotta we gotta do something about this. Yeah, you know what? You're completely right. And we saw that, and, and, and it kind of happened. That kind of change even happened before the CFPB, the Center for the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, kind of stepped on the scene, where especially with that bubble, right, in 2007, 2008, we saw the financial market crash. When that happened, people became more enlightened to say, hey, okay, you can't just listen to everything people tell us as far as mortgage lenders, as far as bankers, financial advisors. We really need to get out here and educate ourselves because, look, they're getting snapped and they're getting ripped. You know, they're having all of these things happen based on their commissions, and then we're getting hurt. And so when that happened, now you have a whole people saying, you know what, maybe the grass isn't always green on the other side in terms of, hey, why well, just sit down with somebody in a suit and tie and they tell me how to run my life, and I listen. Maybe I need to find out some things for myself. And I feel like at that point, that's when people really got energized and said, hey, look, we need to get out here and we need to make something happen. Um, and then the CFPB, CFPB came on board, 
and they started slapping people around. Credit bureaus, no, listen, you need to educate people about interest rates, right? No, don't just throw out some little fine-line um, memorandum on your brochure and think that people are going to actually read that. They're holding banks accountable. They're holding bureaus accountable. They're holding the mortgage industry accountable for what they were doing and what they did in the past, and I think that's amazing. You know, I came from an industry with a CFPB. If you mentioned their name, you know, people were just running. People did not like them. They thought they were the worst organization in the world. And my theory, here's what I said. I said, you know, maybe some of their methods are a little, I'm not saying confusing, but sometimes they'll come in and they seem kind of overbearing. But I think they have their heart in the right place, and I don't think there's never anything wrong with holding people accountable and asking questions. I don't think that's ever a bad thing. No, nah, there's never anything wrong with that. That's the, you know, that's the thing, 100% accountability. And that, you know, I think primarily that's what the whole credit, the concept of it is, is, you know, what's your responsibility level? What sort of risk are you? How are you accountable? What we have to realize is that there are different factors in different cultures and different places to where, you, you know, how do you know if someone is accountable? Um, I'll say this, and it's kind of a – segue into what I do with my business. I'm going to, you know, let that let that out right now. Uh, with Blueprint, you know, it's an education. Uh, we educate and empower and also help people with the credit and restoration as well as uh, credit utilization, both personal and business. But also, man, I'm an advocate for clean energy. And, you know, it goes back down, it boils down to ownership. you saying being accountable, that's being, you know, own up to who you are, what you're doing, uh, what your legacy is in this world, but not only that, own own up to your own your home. You know, there's been a push to for home ownership for a long time, and I won't say it like it's not what it used to be. I hear the talk like you know I heard the talk about you know millennials. This is a big time where uh, home ownership is down. They're, you know, renting is up. Well, here's the thing, man. I still encourage home ownership. I'm not saying you have to live in the home, but own something. You got to own something, man. Uh, and even even after you own that, own your energy, own up to your energy consumption, own or own your energy. Period. That's you know that's where we are right now. We're at a time where you can actually own your home, own the electric, not only reduce your consumption but produce energy. And you talk about what we're doing for the next generation, for our kids, our kids' kids. Man, that's powerful. That, that's that's something that speaks without speaking. You know? Yeah, that's a concept that it isn't, you know, owning your own energy. Man, that that sounds something that, that it sounds like something out of a movie. <laughs> you know, out of a movie that you see where I own the air, I own the energy. But it makes so much sense yeah. because we see, like, we see the conversation is being had, you know, about um, energy efficiency. You know, about the global warming. Yeah. These conversations are real, and we see how much they're being talked about on Capitol Hill with the budgets being cut for the EPA and, you know, some of the Republicans or Democrats saying they believe in it or they don't believe in it. So the conversation is, is taking place. And what I think that you're doing, and I applaud you for it, is you're jumping in and you're saying, hey, this is happening. This is going on. What can I do to get in the middle of it, to be in the conversation, to yeah. make, you know, to, to – to do something about it. And so that's awesome. Yeah. Um, actually, the class we were in, 
you know, the whole forum, it was, it was amazing. It had a lot of different sections, different uh, facets to it. But, you know, one of the classes I was in, a lady came in and she asked a question. It's a question I ask all the time, so it was refreshing to hear her say it. She was like, how do we make this sexy? How do you make it appealing? How do you make it the next Yeezy shoe or the next Jordan? Really, you know what I mean? Because we got to get the, the millennials and everybody else involved in, in a part of this. Because uh, yeah, it's, there's, there's there's a change of the guard taking place. You know what I mean? Um, That's true. When That's I think so about who's running it, yeah, Ira Royal, you're gonna you're that guy. Like you're taking up the mantle. Of educating, making sure people know this stuff. So yeah, keep doing this every week, bro. And every, like I said, every time you let me on, you have to tell me to get off. I'm gonna get on here and I'm gonna tell people to work. I'm gonna tell people to own it, own up to what you're doing, own up to own own your situation. I'll just have that ownership. But we're gonna and I'm gonna keep telling this. Like it's gonna it's gonna stay the same. You can ask me ten years from now. They're gonna like tomorrow. So what would you say is the best thing? I'm gonna say own it. Have patience. Own it. And understand that, you know, it's up to you to be accountable and work on this, those things. But there is a changing of the guard happening, and whether you see it or not, it's, it's happening right before our eyes, and it's happening a lot faster than people really. Yeah, right. I mean, we can. And the thing is, is it's changing, and I just hope that, and I say I am a millennial, first of all, and then the, I think it's Generation Z that comes after me. But we really have to be engaged in a part of the conversation. Like we can't assume that people are doing things for us to fix our personal lives. Like, no, not at all. We gotta be at the table. Whether we agree with something that's going on or being said or not, if you're not at the table, then you don't have a voice. You have to be at the table. Mm. And um If you weren't here when I put the uh, cake in the oven, don't expect expect a slice. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Get your yeah. Put your fork away. You ain't getting none. You, you, you ain't putting no type of. You ain't putting no type of energy. No type of you know anything into the conversation. So why do you think that? Why do you assume that you're supposed to participate? And a lot of times, you know, we and and I speak for the millennials. We feel as though that innately we're just supposed to be in the mix. Like we're just supposed to be at the table. Without putting any work in, without doing anything, we're supposed to, we we're we, we're owed that, and I don't believe in that. Like you have to put in work, like you have to get in here, you have to grind, you have to fail, you have to get back up, brush yourself off, and keep going again. Like that's what you have to do. Yeah, people think like people think people like us are crazy. I know you flew, you're flying all over the country. You came in for like one day in the bunch of meetings all over the place, and I, I saw you going, and I'm like, okay. You didn't even realize that I had to sit next to the mayor. And that, that was awesome how you just got the connection and everything like that. But And now, boom, here's the next day, and you're, you're doing the show. I got out of the whole forum, and I was talking to people. I've been, I was doing meetings, and I, it, I was, it was until about 2.30 this morning I was responding to folks and creating an outline for the class I have to teach to, uh, tomorrow, but then it was up at 5 back on this, ready to go, ready to talk to you, ready to put in that work, but that's what it takes. That's right. Grind time. No excuses. It's time to get it. Exactly. Time to get it. Implementation. We're not not talking about concepts anymore. We're not talking about, you know, what we think should happen. We're like, okay, let's do it. What's what's the next step? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. 
And anybody that wants to do it, anybody that's really ready to own up to it, man, check out www.itstheblueprint.com. We have tools, resources that will help you with owning your situation. Uh, if you want to, like I said, I'm doing the same promotion, man. I have a book. It's a boot camp, basically giving you the opportunity. It sounds like what the lady had that will teach you how to do and prepare your own credit. You can go do it and duplicate it for your own, for yourself. Come on, come to my website, fill out a form. I'm giving it away. I'm giving it away. If you go to my site and look, it costs, there's a cost for it. What I'm saying right now, you hear this, put it in there, and you can have that. You can do the work. And there's people that will give you the opportunities. All you have to do is actually go do it. Like, it's so, it's so simple, it's hard, you know? First step. Take that first step. Yeah. It's, 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 almost, it's almost crazy to me, Ira, like how simple it is. Like, it really is asking you shall find. You know what I mean? Asking you seeking you shall find. Knocking it shall be opened onto you. Like, oh, my gosh. It's crazy how simple right. it is. But it really is. And I'm not trying to get, you know, all, all deep or anything like that. But, no, it really is like that. You know, uh, I went I went to the forum looking for knowledge, looking for answers, and I got mm-hmm. them. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It was it was I got the connections. You had everything in there to make anything happen. We could have created any situation in there. And guess what? There are situations that are being created from that right now. That's right. That's right. Hey, uh, the, I say the most important part is showing up. It's showing up, man. Yeah. It's being in the mix, you know, being engaged, participating, being in the conversation, man. That's that's one of the most important things you can do. Um, it's just to show up, you know. So you're right, man. Yeah. Heard, and let uh, me say this, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. It's your, it's your world. I I just wanted to say, man. Um, you know, I think people that are listening, they hear. You know, people talking about it, the, the gurus and all this and that, and they think, well, that's un- unattainable. That's not realistic. Let me just say, man, this is this. We're just like anybody else. I've been in situations. I've been denied credit before. I've been in the situations where I felt bad about talking about it. I, I didn't want to go talk to somebody about the situation or whatever. Um, sometimes you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, uh, it's an Ooh, uncomfortable thing yeah. to talk about your financial situation or where you are or what's going on. I understand that, man. It's not easy. Come on. Like, who who wants to do that? Nobody wants to be exposed. But you have to start having those conversations to get past it. Because if you don't realize, number one, it's not static. It's not not going to stay like that. Like, this too shall pass. It's going to keep – it's going to change. Once you understand that and you don't have to be in that, you're not not that score. You're not there. You're what you want to be and what you want to create then you can actually start doing it. You start doing it. But we have to, we got to, we got to get over ourselves, man. Sometimes we're in our own way. Like That's it's not, right, it's not the lack of knowledge. Some people have a lack of knowledge. Sometimes we get our, our own way. That's right. That's right. That pride, that pride or hurt. I know me and my wife were in a situation where, you know, we sat down with a financial advisor and just went through everything. And I can honestly say when we did it, you know, it was a little embarrassing because, you know, you're thinking that you're doing something one way, and they say, well, you need to take a look at this over here or look at your savings or look at your utilization, and you're really an open book. But what I got from that is, you know, when I, when I got over that pride and when I got over that embarrassment, 
I was excited because now we have a plan to do better. And I believe it's a constant thing. You have to yes. put yourself in a position to keep doing better, keep maintaining, keep growing. Um, and that's what I want to teach my children. Like, hey, look, you know, seek out, seek out people who have done it before, who are doing it, who can grow you. And then do it. Make a plan and then execute it. You know, because it's not going to come to you. Like, nobody's going to knock on your door and give you a patch and say, hey, here, here are your dreams. Here's no. what you should do. Exactly. Like, you got to go out and do it. It's not happening. Yeah, if you're waiting for that magic bullet or the, just the one thing, it's never going to happen. Let me tell you right now, it's not happening. No one's coming. It's not. It's not. It's not going to happen. You have to make the decision. You have to make the choice, man. And 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 that's okay. And that's amazing. Like really, there's a power in that. Yeah. One thing about it, I will say. Yeah, it's the power of being clear. You know, let's be clear. You want, you, you, like you said, you and your your wife, you guys shared that stuff. But once you were done, you were clear on what you were doing, on what your goals were, and what was the obstacles facing. So regardless of how you felt, you knew exactly what you needed. At that point, nothing can stop you guys because you're clear on the situation. You know exactly what you're doing. So I don't care what anybody said about oh how you how it looks right now. No, you understand exactly where you're going, and there's a power in that, man. And every anybody and everybody can have that. I want to give it to them, but you have to, you know, I can't reach everybody because I, I, what I'm saying is I keep going back to the responsibility that we do all have a responsibility to play in this. There is work that has to be done. Um, it does That's take right. time. It does take patience, but it can happen. So, yeah. Man, I love having you on the show, man. I love I love your realness, man. I love your, your ability to just get on here and talk about, things are actually going on and you're not sugarcoating it because these are the things that people need to hear, man. And we need to hear it this way and need consistency because uh, we know it's a war going on. It's literal. It's a literal yeah. war going on of knowledge, you know, and if you're not on the front lines, if you're ambiguous to the fact that there's something going on, there's a movement taking place and you're just living, you know, you're just existing, you're not actually living and you're not engaged, um, it's stuff that's passing you by, and you don't even know it. Yeah. You can be in the game and not a player, man. I, I like to deal with players, man. We're play, players in this game. We're actively on the right. court making the game move. Yeah, that's right, man. We LeBron and, and, and Westbrook out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> we out here, man. But, hey, I appreciate it, Jamal. Again, I appreciate you, what you're doing in the community, the knowledge that you're dropping, the realness, the consistency. Man, I look forward to partnering with you in the future, and me and you are going to work together with Alicia, with Credit Concepts, with Mr. Simmons, and we're going to change the world, brother. I'm about to say, Ira, you know what? We're going to make a paradigm shift, bro. I'm with it. Like, I'm with it, man. We're going to do it. But we got to do it every single day, and we got we to gotta do the work. I'm with you, bro. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. Thank you, brother. All right. All right. Man, this is a – I'm out of breath right now. I'm just I'm just so filled up right now. I'm so energized. Um, I don't even know what to say because it's just a lot of things going on. It's a lot of stuff that's going on that's positive. A lot of people out here that are on the front lines that really care. 
Um, and, you know, we really are, the, it's a really good time, you know, just to be alive right now. But, like, you know, we, we can get distracted by listening to Fox, by listening to CNN, all these news channels that all they do is just, you know, spill out the negative things that are going on in this country. If you want to focus on that, you focus on that. But what I'm going to focus on is positivity. I'm going to focus on what we can do to make our communities better. I'm not going to focus on a political party or a president or, or, or a terrorist. I'm going to focus on what I can do to impact this world. And everybody that's listening right now, I also I challenge you to focus on how can you be a change agent in your own home, in your church, in your community, in your schools, college kids that are listening. How can you be an impact in your classroom, um, in your circle of friends? What can you do? You come to the table. You can engage. You figure out how you can make a difference. Don't wait for anybody to do that for you. Um, because if you do that, then you're going to make a better world, right? And we all have, I believe, we owe that. Like, we owe that to the world to make it better, no matter what we're doing, you know. So I thank you week after week for supporting the show. I'm going to keep bringing it. I'm going to keep having people on this show that are just bringing you the real. They're going to talk to you about what they're doing in the community, how they're changing lives, and what you can do to participate in that. Um, I'm excited about the next coming weeks. We're going to have people on that, um, you know, have really been at the forefront of this movement and have held leadership positions and that, I mean, have worked across states and and making this thing called financial literacy thrive. So I appreciate you supporting the show. Um, I appreciate you tuning in, asking questions, pushing me to be a better host, pushing me to make sure I have people on here that are really bringing you good information. Um, so right back here next week, 7 p.m. on Thursdays, I Talk Credit Radio Show. And I just want to say, everybody, um, have a blessed week. And I want to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for putting me in a position where I can just be a servant. Um, I appreciate that, and I want to continue doing this week after week after week. We ain't going to stop. We ain't going nowhere. So everybody have a wonderful day, and God bless you.